You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number 21 with Saima Ali, MD. Assalamu alaikum everyone. How is everybody doing? I hope you are all doing wonderful, wonderful. I was listening to this podcast and that's where I got my idea for today's episode. Um, today's episode is how to choose a good husband or a good spouse when uh, you are considering getting married and later in later episodes I will also discuss how to improve your relationships that you already have but so to do my research I was listening to this other podcast and I will not even mention the name of that podcast or the or the person who runs it uh, because it was very radical to say the least that podcast was how to choose an excellent wife and i just found it to be very derogatory towards women he basically said a good wife is worth more than money but a nagging woman is not and he had very specific guidelines for what a good woman is it was very objectifying and i honestly do not get offended with a lot of things but i did not like this aspect at all and one time he actually said um to be a successful man you need a good woman at your side because how is a man supposed to have an amazing career and able to take care of himself go to gym and eat right and do all those things and be a good father at the same time a man just cannot do all these things he cannot make smart investing decisions and he cannot make a lot of money if he has to take care of his kids and uh, I just thought I could refer you to a lot of a lot of amazing women who have been trying to do everything and have been able to do so many awesome things with everything all the burdens that the society puts on them anyways in my opinion a human life is very precious and uh, you cannot compare human life to any jewels or money or anything else however being married to somebody who is supportive and a good spouse a good partner it does have a lot of positive impact on your life financial wise and just emotional wise it is just a very different life from when you're married to somebody who is there for you supporting you versus if you are in a bad marriage now let's speak of marriage from islamic perspective speaking from islamic perspective marriage is encouraged both in quran and sunnah in quran there's an ayah it says and amongst his sign is this that he created for you mates from among yourselves that you may dwell in tranquility with them and he has put love and mercy between your hearts rarely in that are signs for those who reflect this is from surah room and in these uh in this ayah there is a great amount of knowledge and wisdom it not only tells you that marriage is encouraged but it also tells you some purpose of marriage that in marriage between two partners you are to show love and mercy between each other this verse in itself gives a clue towards finding a good spouse. 
the words that are used, love and mercy, shows that you should pick a spouse who is kind and gentle and able to show a good side, a vulnerable side where they're able to show love. And the kindness is mentioned in another verse where it says, and live with them in kindness. For if you dislike them, perhaps you dislike a thing and Allah makes therein much good. Also, before I go on, even though marriage is highly encouraged and divorce is disliked, it was not disliked to the extent that we see the stigma associated with divorce these days. It is just ridiculous. Even in the Quran, there are verses that speak about divorce in a very civilized manner. It doesn't encourage you to live in an unhappy and a miserable relationship. There's one of the verses says, and when you divorce women and they have fulfilled their term, either retain them according to acceptable term or release them according to acceptable term and do not keep them intending harm to trans transgress against them. And whoever does that has certainly wronged himself. So women are being protected and divorce is being allowed instead of harming somebody else, instead of hurting somebody else. It is okay to get a divorce and move on with your life instead of making your life and somebody else's life miserable. And this applies to both men and women. If a woman is not happy, then even a woman has the right to file for divorce and leave the marriage. But going back to picking a spouse for yourself, other qualities that are recommended is that do not pick somebody who has more money or more wealth in comparison with somebody who has a more character, more integrity, and more kindness. It says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for you if you marry somebody who is not rich or not wealthy so do not worry about that financial aspect when picking a spouse the main thing to look at is the character well how do you know if somebody has a good character or if they're loving and merciful people can portray to be somebody and not actually be that person in reality when you have to actually live with them and start a life with them and one way of doing this is running a background check you know we do this all the time in business transactions when you have to rent your house to somebody or any other sort of business transaction we find it so easy to do and just so rational but why not when you're getting married to somebody this is the person you're going to be spending the rest of your life with and you're trusting yourself with them then you should run a background check on them it, it is not expensive and you'll be surprised the amount of things that come up on these background checks and you know it's very common in our culture to do that like before our aunties our moms they all used to run these checks you know talk to this family to try to get information on that family and they used to talk to their the village that they grew up in and different people to try to assess what kind of people that they're marrying their daughters into and now it has become harder because of the countries we live in and because how the distance that we live in and we don't know as many people so it has become harder to do that but running a background check is something that we should be doing and i am recommending this because horrible things have come up on them one of person one of the girls i know she ran a background check on a guy and he was listed as a sex offender. 
So that was obviously a break off. And then another thing that may come off is uh, any sort of domestic violence that was reported. There are so many girls who are reporting domestic violence now to the police and those records are kept kept there. And that's something else that may come up if they had any sort of, what is it called? Restraining order or any other sort of domestic uh, abuse that was uh, reported. And that's something very important. And, you know, I'm not saying that people do not change. Maybe people do change and become a better version of themselves. But if they are lying to you, if they are not admitting to these things, then that is a huge red flag for me. Lying is the worst thing that you could do. And especially when you're getting to know somebody, everything should be out and open. And then you get to make a choice whether you want to walk out or take a chance on somebody to see if they've changed or if they haven't changed. That's different. But knowing is very important. You need to make an informed decision about this. Another thing is to run a credential check on somebody, check if they are who they are saying they are. In medical field, in health field, you can look up somebody's NPI, which is the National Provider ID number, and you can look up their name, where they're practiced, and and that's that's a lot of verifying information right there. When we met, me and my husband, we looked each other's NPI numbers and we knew each other's middle names. We never tell anybody our middle names. And uh, that was something that's just out there now because we are in this field and it's just common knowledge now. But we were laughing at that, that that was just interesting that, you know, we were surprised, like, how do you know my middle name? <laughs> And another funny story with that, my middle name is Iqbal, which is what his uh, nani's middle name was, his grandma that he just loved so, 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 so much and still loves and talks about her every day. And she used to apparently cook for him and look after him. So that just having that name was just, uh, it was a point to start getting to know each other. But don't just stop there. Look at the diplomas. Look at their scores. I asked my husband if he wanted to see my USMLE scores. And I know other friends who have, you know, their husbands, they asked to see the guy's USMLE scores because that's something that matters, whether if you're going to get a residency or not. And I was already in a residency, but still look, look up if the person that's telling you they're in residency, if they actually are in residency. There is another story of a physician who married a guy, the guy that she went to medical school with apparently, but then they were living in a different part of the country. The guy had not cleared his USMLEs, but then claimed that he cl he cleared them, he passed them with good scores, and that he got a residency, and he's finishing residency in this different part of the world, and they actually ended up getting married, and uh, she even got pregnant, and later she found out that he just had this research, research position at this other hospital, that he was not actually a resident, he had not done well on his USMLEs and this is the information she's finding out after they're married and after she's pregnant with his child and that's a bad start to a relationship. It's okay to start a relationship with somebody who has not passed and who is doing research or who has chosen a different career but it's the lying, lying to get to marry somebody and building the whole relationship on a lie. That's the negative part. And there's actually a female who did that to a very close friend of my husband's and he got 
uh, cheated that way, where the girl claimed that she was a physician already, but later found out that she actually was not. So it does happen both ways. I am not saying that all girls are innocent and all boys are evil. Um, so that you both sides should look into these things but since my podcast is mainly for women so most of my talk will be from woman's perspective what a woman should be doing once you have verified some of this information and found out the person does not have any violence tendencies or tendencies to lie and you know try to get the best information that you can the next point after getting to know each other should should involve getting premarital counseling. It's just so important. And there are so many Islamic premarital counselings these days. I know ICNA has some as well. But Halil Center has been there for a while. They've been running premarital counselling for a while. I think my husband and I did it with them. It was the one that we did was online. So it was uh, eight to nine modules and you go through each module and there's uh, questionnaires in each module and you both answer the questions and basically compare the notes and see where you stand. And of course, one of the module is finances. Finances is the biggest thing that couples get into arguments about that they fight about and that's very important to discuss in the beginning of the marriage will you have joint bank accounts how will the utilities and other expenses be split if they will be split you know islamically it is the husband's responsibility to provide financially however now in this day and age where we live obviously the expenses are very high and when both spouses are working and a woman does want to contribute that's something else that they should discuss about and who will be working outside the house uh, sometimes uh, you need a parent to stay home and take care of the kid How these days the child care is just so expensive so discussing those things if you will have children and who will be taking care of those children if you will have daycare involved if both of you are working and any other means if the kids will go to private school what how will the cost for that be covered and uh, everything related to finances should be discussed before marriage related to financing ask if they have any debt if they have any credit card debt how did they acquire that debt what were the purchases that were made and uh, that would also be a red flag towards their tendencies and if they have any student debt and how much that is and how long it would take them to pay off and what your plan is will you be doing it together will you be doing it separate and also don't be afraid to check each other's uh, statements to verify the information look up their bank statements look at their any other accounts they have retirement accounts that they may be claiming or any other sort of wealth that they may be claiming there's nothing wrong to look at those papers it's not like you have already formed a trust and you are not trusting somebody you are this is the stage where you are building that trust and to build that trust everything should be transparent and you should know everything about each other and you should verify that information if you have to also what kind of 
wedding do you want to have do you want to spend a lot of money there's a really good study that showed that the most money that spend on a wedding the higher the divorce rates the cheaper the wedding the better the less the divorce rates and that goes back to our islamic tradition where prophet ﷺ said that the best marriage is done where you are just in a masjid and you have a nikah done and then you have a celebration later do you want to take on a debt at a young age of having an expensive wedding spending thousands of dollars on the clothes that you're gonna wear probably for one day and never again in your life on the jewelry that you may never wear again do you want to spend that type of money or would you rather start that life by giving some of that money away in charity and starting on a good foot together that's a very important discussion to have as well and obviously you don't want to put a burden on your parents to do an expensive wedding for you or to buy those expensive clothes and expensive jewelry for you i think they've probably already done enough by raising you and giving you education and doing everything if they have money to spend then that should be saved money for them they could take a vacation together or save it for their rainy day or for their retirement we should not be putting that burden on our parents when you are grown and professional and you can take care of this yourself discussing your financial goals is very important where do you see yourself in another five days in another 10 years where would you want to live state-wise country-wise would you want to move to a cheaper area or higher cost of living area or to a different country what is your vision what do you want to do and you know how they manage their emotional side how do they manage their anger how do they manage their anxiety are they into self-care by looking out after themselves by taking care of their body and eating healthy is that part of their lifestyle how about going to the gym? Is that something that they do? And how would they want to take care of themselves later? Who will be helping with the kids? Will both parties be waking up at nights to change diapers? Who will be doing that? Another good thing to do is read some of the books together such as the five love languages and see what the other person's love language uh, would be and also any other couples books and couples marriage books that you could read together and just discuss as well and of course about faith and beliefs does the person play pray five times a day does the what are their values from religious perspective how do they want to raise their kids and also political views what do you guys think about different political parties now a lot of these things they do not have to match you do not have to be the same as the other person to live a good healthy life with them my husband and i are very different on our political views in a lot of uh, ways but we try not to speak about politics at all when we are together we have so many other things to talk about so that's something that we could avoid and not just discuss at all activities hobbies what kind of activities and hobbies uh, do you like and will you be doing those together or will you be will that be at each other's independent time how will you be spending your time together or the time that you have away from each other 
these were just some of the things that I could uh, think of. I am sure there's many, many more. I love to hear your feedback and anything else that could be added to this. And uh, also, if you disagree with something, please let me know. And also, please do not forget to subscribe and rate the podcast if you are loving it. And inshallah, I will speak to you soon. And I think I may do a episode on how to resolve conflicts once you are married and to try to avoid divorce which is highly discouraged in islam but at the same time not something that should be frowned upon or stigmatized so inshallah i'll try to do an episode on that as well all right inshallah until next time i'll talk to you guys soon bye